welcome to My Magical Cottage Core Life. Now, the phone may sound a little different when I'm doing the podcast now because I got a new phone. So, I hope that it doesn't change the sound quality for the worse. I hope it's better. So, we'll see what happens. Alright, so today, as a request from the Shire, take out your big book of stuff because we're going to talk about Yarrow. And then tomorrow, we're going to do that follow-up episode I did say we were going to do about basic salads. I didn't forget, I just kind of got caught up in some stuff. But I'm never too busy for you, I've always got time to, you know, get back to it. You know, and and also, you know, I'm kind of busy, you know, planting my garden like some of you may be. You know, planning how we're going to plot it out planning how we're going to, you know, pick our seeds and what rows we're going to plant in our seeds. And, you know, I've got my rows and you've got ya rows. I can hear you groaning. I can hear you groaning. I know it's a mom joke. I'm groaning at mom jokes is good for the soul. Okay, so take out your big book of stuff and we're going to talk about yarrow. Let's get started. So when we talk about yarrow, we're talking about something commonly called a ditchweed or something you'll find on the side of the road or in a meadow. And it's not one of those really showy plants per se, but if you catch a patch of it, it is very pretty. It's it's not really delicate. It's kind of a meaty flower, if that makes any sense, by its appearance. They have these clusters of little flowers and the leaves are feathery and it's gorgeous and it looks like you just want to just go up and embrace it and then that's when you notice the smell that you get on your fingers from the yarrow. It's a very distinct smell. It doesn't stink per se, but it's a very distinct smell. And for some of us, we are a little bit allergic. Uh, Don't be surprised if you have hay fever that it could trigger it. Not everybody has it. I'm not. It's not really bad for me, but I'm also allergic to certain things in the daisy family. So, you know, just mildly. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things that kind of sometimes hits the back of my throat, but, you know, it is what it is. You can find it usually in clusters if it grows wild. It'll be very compacted. And if it is in a full meadow, it stands up really, really prettily. I know that in the pots, when people buy them at the nature stores or the horticulturalists or even at the garden centers, usually the yarrow that you put in your yard gets about 3 to 5 inches high. Uh, In my yard, it gets about 14 to 18 inches high. We won't talk about all the madness that goes on in this yard and why the soil has been made so rich when it was originally just basically just clay and grass and grubs and (sighs) endless amounts of wild carrot, which has got Queen Anne's Lace, and that's another good ditch weed for us to talk about on another day. But back to yarrow. So yarrow does have a unique, distinct odor in the leaves, but the flowers smell nice too. But again, it has a distinct odor. Once you start working with it, you'll be able to to catch it very quickly and although some people only see it in one color it, I have seen it in white I have seen it in yellow I have seen it 
and like a reddish purple. So don't think that it only appears and presents itself in one color scheme. It will fool you. So, you know, you want to get to know it. <clears throat> and I am growing yarrow. I have a whole lot of it in my uh, shed jar collection. So that's the first thing I want you to know is that it is definitely not something that will resist drying and storage. You can dry it and store it for another time. But I think other than the fact of knowing where to find it and how to identify it, <clears throat> which you can do uh, with the different botanical guides as well as uh, the internet, another way you want to be able to uh, make sure you can distinguish it is checking those leaves. Those leaves are very distinctive. If you're not sure about the flower, look at the leaf. So that, that's the first thing. So the second thing is, is that it amends soil very well as far as holding it, not making it better, but holding it together. Because those things that we call ditch weeds often fight erosion because their roots get really deep. So, you know, if you're trying to fight erosion in your area, maybe plant some yarrow seeds, you know, broadcast it around and it'll be a pretty appearance as well. So let's get into some of the uses. So I haven't done anything really much about midwifery, at least in the podcast, but we will be talking about midwifery subjects later on and doula subjects as well. So, you know, keep your ears peeled for that. But I do want to touch on this with yarrow. Yarrow is often used in sitz baths, for uh, after birth care because it helps with the healing. Um, you'll hear midwives talk about yarrow stitches. It helps uh, to dry things in a way. That's one of the reasons that it's also very known for helping stop nosebleeds. That's right, you heard me. So it's kind of like at both ends that it ends the bleeding. Is this awkward? It's a little awkward. Okay, so you get the point, though. So, you know, getting your hand and your finger, your fingers together and crushing up some yarrow and getting that good old distinctively odored sap or fluid right up your nose to stop that nosebleed, boom, there you go. But another good thing, it also stops a runny nose. See, they talk about the, the nosebleed, but they don't talk about the runny nose. It can help that too, which is kind of funny if you're kind of allergic to it now, isn't it? Hmm, that's weird. <laughs> so, but you know, we're, we're kind of weird, right? So there you go. Nature's weird. All right. So the next thing about yarrow is it's really good for uh, helping with injuries as far as poultices. You can use yarrow as an ointment as well. Um, I have also seen yarrow used as a rinse for hair when it was exceptionally oily. It really comes down to how you're using the yarrow and what it's for. You can also make uh, an infusion or rather it's basically a tincture. You can make a yarrow tincture, a simple one with witch hazel, the alcohol base, witch hazel you get in the store, not the actual plant witch hazel, which we might get into later. But witch hazel and uh, putting in yarrow leaves and yarrow flower heads and you can make a nice tincture that way. And it's a really simple way to do it. Put it in the dark somewhere, shake it up every once in a while and eventually you can strain it 
or if you're not very industrious and you're kind of lazy like me a little bit, or you just kind of like the way it looks, you just leave the leaves in there all the time, and you just have this weird-looking, uh, scary potion-looking thing in the bathroom that your daughter's friends are like, what's wrong with your mom? So, yeah, um, and you're like, uh, nothing, that's just my yarrow. Another thing is that you might want to keep in mind that you can also make salves. And I talked about making salves before, but you can definitely make an easy, quick salve with it. If you have an ointment that's already made, like a little cream or a salve, like arnica or something else, you can always put in some yarrow, uh, heat it up gently in a double boiler, and then let it uh, cool again. And now you've got a double action ointment, but I digress. Let's get to the next thing. And the next thing is, I want to make sure I remind you, I am not a physician, I am not a doctor, I am not a naturopath, I am not a licensed herbalist. I always want to remind you that when I talk about remedies, I'm talking about home remedies as a lay person. So do everything I tell you at a risk of your own. And always check and double check, because you use your body and you've only got one. So you don't want to do anything that could harm your body. And don't just put things in your mouth. I always taught everybody that. Don't just shove things in your mouth. It's not very safe. It's one of the first things we learn. Okay, so that being said, now that I've told you not to just shove things in your mouth, let's talk about putting yarrow in your mouth. Okay, so <laughs> chewing yarrow is one of the common remedies for a toothache. It's not a permanent remedy, but it is used not too f far away from the same way as a toothache plant. But people don't really use it that way. They use it to beautify their yards. So they don't think about all the things that our animal and friends and our um, other, not necessarily friendly humans, can use it for. I mean, everybody can use it. Friends, enemies, door-to-door uh, -door salespeople. I used to be a door-to-door -door salespeople. We are a different breed. Um, but yeah, so you can use it that way. You can also use it for, heart, you know, allegedly for heart palpitations, for colds and whatnot. But again, don't just shove things in your mouth. Find out if it works for you. Uh, find out how to use it. Because just because you can use something doesn't mean you know how to use it for your weight. And you don't know whether or not it's going to be contraindicatory for what it is or have contraindications for whatever it is you're taking as your regular medicine. If you have regular medicine that you take, never take an herbal concoction without talking to the allopathic and naturopathic practitioners in your lives or your pharmacist because your pharmacist also understand how the body understands how the body works and never disrespect them. They have their own specialty and they are kind of like the modern day magicians, you know, so they understand the ways that, that interact, uh, that drugs interact with each other and plants that interact with those drugs that many doctors may not know. So always keep in uh, line with your pharmacist as well to let them know what you're taking because the life you save will probably be your own. All right. That being said, also, uh, I want to make sure that we give big, big recognition to the naturopaths today because they don't get enough uh, love anymore and we, we really need to watch that. Right now there's a movement against people learning naturopath medicine, herbal medicine, and 
herbal medicine, herbs are food, which, you know, are used to help us. So we have to keep an eye out on losing some of the knowledge and things and not, you know, getting to the point where everything has to be in a prepackaged white papered pill. We, we don't want that. We, we should never want that. There's actually an old saying I got from a game called Philosopher's Stone that says, do not make thy stomach an apothecary shop. So, you know, just just be careful with all the medications, even the natural ones. You don't want to go overboard, you know. No one wants to go overboard. If you go overboard, you'll be in the, you might drown. We're in the Great Lakes. Some of us can't swim. So, that being uh, one point, the next point I want to get into is that when you plant yarrow or plant any wild plant, understand that they are going to be prolific. They are going to spread a lot of places. So be prepared to, to fight a battle to make sure it doesn't spread everywhere because it has a pretty healthy seed head. And, and once it gets going, it's going. So that's something else you want to watch out for. You can also eat it, but you know, I, I don't see people mowing down on yarrow at the fob bar. I mean, I haven't seen it. Doesn't mean it doesn't happen. I've just never seen it. Uh, you might find some Artemisia there, though. But you know, that's another episode. So let's get to the next thing. Now, before we go much further, I wanted to give a shout out to Kristen, and she is the one in the Shire that actually, you know, requested uh, an episode on mallows and other hardy rough plants or rough weeds that grow or rough flowers and that's why we're doing this episode on yarrow so soon so big ups to her um and she also has a blog called effierose.com e-f-f-i-e-r-o-s-e.com so you might want to give it a visit she actually found our podcast our, our group of friends here so she, she's one of our friends now. So I mean, I'm really kind of happy about that, that she found us. So I hope she'll enjoy her time here. But yeah, you know, it, it's when people make requests in the Shire, it makes it easier for me to talk about what you would like to hear about. So never be shy about that, okay? All right, let's get back to the show. Another thing I would like to cover in this episode is that even though you might not be taking anything else and you may not be allergic and there may not be any contraindications, there's something else you need to be aware of when it comes to yarrow, and that is photosensitivity. It's the same thing as if you're using too much St. John's wort or if you're using rue. I'm talking about narrow leaf veiny rue. I'm looking at you. You don't want to get into a situation where you become reactive to too much sunlight. Um, it's not a good look to have to go, the sun, the devil ball of fire in the sky, it stalks me. You don't want that. That's not what we're trying to go for. So too much of it can make you have bad reactions to the sun. And no, I'm not going to do that again. So mark that down in your, your record books that that's not going to happen again. And now the cat is looking at me because she's like, what is going on? Hi, Fluffy. Hi, Fluffy. All right, Fluffy, I'll leave you alone. Okay, well, you heard from Fluffy at least. All right, then Fluffy the Destroyer of Worlds. Okay, so that next part that I want to cover regarding yarrow is that you can mix it with St. John's wort 
for a nice healing salve. However, there's something else to be aware of. And I've been carrying this along the full episode. So let me take a pregnant pause and talk about pregnancy. Yeah, I, I know, I know. You have to be careful. We talked about midwifery earlier, and now I'm going to talk about pregnancy here. If you are taking any kind of treatment with yarrow or remedy, you want to keep in mind that it can be bad for people who are pregnant people. Do not, do not, do not, do not, moms. Do not just willy-nilly just shove yarrow into your body or on your body if you're pregnant and you don't know um, your reaction because it can cause miscarriage. So when you see yarrow, uh, think about it the same way as you would be as careful with pennyroyal. Don't just take a tea because you don't know what could happen, which we don't really want to take pennyroyal tea anyway. And please, please, please do not run around trying to do any kind of self-inducements um, that is not safe. That's not what we do. If you need help regarding that, uh, message me in the Shire and we will find someone in your state to talk to you about uh, bodily autonomy. Okay? Alright. So, we're going to go to the next part. Now, what we're going to talk about now is a little bit of the magical side of Yarrow. And one of the magical things about yarrow is that it has a really good energetic charge to it that, you know, can actually help recharge you. It's got water. It's water. So much water energy. And it will help you if you've been fatigued, if you've been scattered. And of course, this is this is folk belief. You don't have to believe it. But you know I like to put in something in there, you know, when I can, to give you the other side of of the energetic feel of it and I'm slightly animist so I always you know have an appreciation for the green people and uh, you know we're the two-legged there's four-legged and then there's the standing people and then there's the green people so yeah yarrow can recharge you if you've got fatigued if you're out of balance yarrow can help with that you can actually uh, make your own yarrow water and there's all kinds of directions on how to make floral waters out there I may do an episode on that, on how to make a flower essence. Uh, You've probably heard of Bach flower remedies. They're not the only ones. I personally prefer uh, some that are made by Carissa. Uh, They are, what is her name? Carissa Iskowich. Her company is carissascauldron.com. It's C-H-A-R-I-S-S-A. S-C-A-U-L-D-R-O-N.com. Woo! That's a lot. But I, I spelled it out because I've had them before. I've had her flower essences before. So I know that I can I can trust that source. So I wouldn't, you know, and no, it's not a commercial. But to me, if I know that something's good, I want to share it with my friends. And we're friends. So I want you to know about her because she's got great great flower essences and and I hadn't even known about them until I met her well met her virtually that is that way so yeah yeah you use the flower water or you know buy it or make your own you know what I think we will do an episode 
where we talk about flower essences because I think that's something that you might like. So we'll try that uh, in a couple of weeks, okay? But yeah, uh, that that energy can help you recharge. Now, and if you want some history behind yarrow, uh, some little anecdotes, let's see. Um, they said Achilles used yarrow to heal wounds on the battlefield. Um, I do know that there's a saying that yarrow makes love grow. So oftentimes you would give a bride yarrow and in her bouquet, or you could give a couple yarrow, and it's supposed to help their marriage uh, for a period of seven years if they keep it in their homes. Like you can make a little yarrow wreath or a little sachet for her drawer or something, which again would have a very distinctive smell. But okay, but you can mix it with lavender too and rose and, and put it all together if it's just for good vibes. Um, I do know that yarrow sticks are used when you cast the I Ching, they are used as well. But this is not that episode and we're not going to talk about that today. But if you're interested, I would recommend you look up the I Ching. That's I-C-H-I-N-G. And you might be pleasantly surprised at the history behind it and how to use it. Because what I'm seeing around is people using coins, which is absolutely fine. But if you want to go hardcore, you use the sticks. And as always, when encountering another culture for cultural fusion or cultural appreciation or sometimes cultural borrowing, you want to make sure you acknowledge the origin of the practice and whether or not it's something that you would feel comfortable using and whether or not you feel that the practitioners would feel comfortable for you to use as well. Uh, That tradition seems to be pretty open so it should be fine. I'm not one of those people to tell you you can't do what you want. You're grown. Just be mindful like anything else. You wouldn't go into somebody's house and take their best you know, little black dress and say, hey, I'm going to borrow this and it's mine now without permission, would you? So, yeah. But you probably wouldn't worry about going into your cousin's house and asking if you could borrow the little black dress. Well, we're all cousins because we're all relations, believe it or not. We just live in different houses. So the same respect you give to your cousin's house, you give respect to the other cultures. Right? Right. And after a while, the the closets kind of become intermingled. And yeah, it gets really great because now you have this giant uh, community closet going on. But that's just the way I see it, you know. So we may re-record this episode as in listening, some of the people who have heard this episode in the last 20 minutes have stated that the music is really loud. Again, I changed phones, so it's quite possible that we may have to redo this episode. And if so, I apologize. And if not, then we'll leave it as is. But for now, I'm going to remove the music during the episode, except for the intro and the outro, until we can resolve the difficulty. I know you're used to hearing music in the background, and I do apologize for the music not being there this time, but this should only be the only episode so far. Alright, thank you for listening to this episode, and I wish you well. Shire.
I love to talk to my friends and we're friends, right? <laughs>